You ready? This is all. Hey, it's Cassidy Pope, Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all, this is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway June. Scotty McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News. New music from Megan Maroney and a big CMA Fest surprise. Rebecca Porter, and here's everything you need to know in country music for the week of March 13th, 2023. I'm super excited to be recording this episode. It's actually my birthday today. I turned 34, so that means I have one more year before I officially get to say I'm in my mid-30s, which is something I honestly never thought I'd be saying. But I am so excited to be breaking everything down for you today on this special day. So let's dive right into the hottest news in country this week. We have to kick things off with the biggest story of the week, and that is that CMA Fest has announced their insane lineup for their 50th anniversary. That'll be kicking off June 8th through 11th this year, and you are not going to want to miss out. So make sure you sign up for pre-sale on tickets ASAP. The lineup is going to be insane. It features artists like Dierks Bentley, Luke Bryan, Eric Church, Miranda Lambert, Carly Pierce, Keith Urban, Lainey Wilson, Megan Maroney. I mean, the list goes on and on. It is truly incredible how many talented people will be performing. And not just big artists, but up-and-coming artists. There are so many incredible different types of ticket packages, including single night. Fans can also tap into the festival's history and experience how it all started 50 years ago at Fanfare X inside Music City Center, where meet and greets, music, merch, and more will all take place in the comfort of air conditioning, which, hello, is the best thing ever especially when you're at a hot festival and you can't escape the heat. There are also tickets to Riverside Retreat, which is an exclusive destination along the Cumberland River. It offers early admission to the Chevy Riverfront stage, where audiences attending the free daytime concerts often reach capacity. There are shaded areas and missing stations, also ways for you to charge your mobile devices, discounts on select beverages, air-conditioned restrooms, yard games, and exclusive online merchandise discounts and more. So again, you're not going to want to miss out on this. The lineup is always killer. It always is the best time. And you know that All Country News will be breaking this all down for you because we'll be there, of course. So stay tuned for more details on that. More exciting news to announce. CMT Award nominees are out, and Lainey Wilson is leading the pack to no surprise of any of us, right? This has been her year, and she has taken over the country music world, and rightfully so. She is such an incredible artist, and this night is going to be so excited. It's hosted by 2023 nominees Kane Brown and Kelsey Ballerini. The show will air live from Austin, Texas Moody Center on Sunday, April 2nd, 
from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern on CBS and will also be available to stream live and on demand on Paramount+. Plus. This one is all fan voted, so make sure you get those votes in ASAP. There are so many incredible artists nominated, including Ashley McBride, Kaylee Hammock, Kane Brown, Jelly Roll, Luke Bryan, Walker Hayes. I could go on and on. Make sure you head over to CMT's website now for the full breakdown. And there are also so many 21 first-time nominees, which is absolutely incredible, including some of my favorite artists, Bailey Zimmerman, Morgan Wade, Pillbox Patty, The Warren Treaty, Tierra Kennedy. It's just absolutely incredible. You're not going to want to miss out on this. And again, it is fan voted, so make sure you head to cmt.com now to get your votes in for your favorites. Congratulations are in order for Maddie and Tay, who celebrated Die from a Broken Heart, achieving triple platinum certification. I always love to see talented artists getting the dues they deserve, and this duo is one for the record books. Harmonies and just honestly everything about them I am obsessed with. You can check out photos from that up on allcountrynews.com. I love to hear about an artist helping out communities, and that was just done by the incredible Scotty McCreary. He helped raise $30,000 for the East Texas Food Bank by helping headline the Good for Country concert presented by Eubank at the George H. Henderson Expo Center. He performed hits five more minutes and his new hit, Damn Straight, in front of a sold-out crowd of 45,000 people. And according to the Lufkin Daily News article, that is more than the amount of the previous three Good for Country concerts combined. So that is incredible. And we here at ACN are sending him a huge thank you for using his time in such an important way. Morgan Wallen yet again finds himself on top of Billboard's all-genre list. And it's pretty incredible to see a country artist do this. You don't get to see this very often, so it's a pretty huge thing. He's fresh off the release of his new album, One Thing at a Time, and his You Proof single has reclaimed the number one position, moving up from number three. And it's really just setting him apart and showing that he definitely has superstar status up there with big artists like Luke Combs and Luke Bryan. He is also on the heels of music icon Taylor Swift, who has spent an impressive 64 weeks on top. Hard to believe that someone from country music could ever even reach Taylor Swift level, so this is pretty huge. Grab your tissues for this next item because I bawled like a baby when I first found out about this. Tim McGraw helped make a father's dying wish a reality, and the story is absolutely incredible. Michael Hugo, a 37-year-old father from Wellington, Florida, was diagnosed with stage 4 glioblastoma in April 2022. His dying wish was that he would be able to be a part of his daughter's weddings in the future. They're little girls now, but he wanted to be a part of their big day. 
And how he wanted to do that was to have himself and Tim McGraw do a duet of My Little Girls together, and they could play it in the future at the daughter's weddings. Well, Tim McGraw being the absolute legend that he is, caught wind of this, and he did help the family out, and those videos will be shared on their wedding day. You can see clips of this now up on allcountrynews.com, as well as over on Tim McGraw's Instagram page. Again, make sure you grab a tissue. It's absolutely heartbreaking, yet so beautiful, and it's so amazing to see someone reach out and help a family in this way. Now it's time for the hottest releases in country music this week. The hottest. I have to kick things off with a personal favorite, Megan Maroney. She released her latest single, Lucky, and it is absolutely fantastic. Everything I have heard from her so far has been out of this world so good. She honestly could be like the next Carrie Underwood. That's how talented I feel like she is. And that's how quickly I have seen her stardom rise in this genre. So make sure you check this one out. It's definitely a must listen for the week. It's so fun and it's an incredible sneak peek coming on her debut album. So stay tuned for more news on that. Leah Marie Mason reflects on change in her nostalgic new tune, Me or My Hometown. And I think everyone can relate to this. It's all about growing up and changes in your life and how going back home sometimes you think that the place has changed, but maybe it's you that has changed and not being able to get those moments back that you used to have and everything from friendships changing, how... And your new friends will never know you as well as your old friends. It's just a really great tune. Another incredible upcoming artist to watch out for. Thompson Square beautifully illustrate their love for each other in new tune, Without You. I love this. This couple is a duo and they wrote this beautiful song. And it's all about how they can't imagine what life would be like without one of the other. But it's a fun track and I could totally see this one doing absolutely stellar at radio. Another one to add to your weekly playlist. Parker McCollum released his new single, Speed, and I have talked about this artist in the past but I really do think he has such a killer voice. It's very different than what you are hearing on the rest of country radio right now and I just think he's such an incredible artist. This song is so fun. It's upbeat, but I love the subject matter. It's all about how when you're younger, you know, you're rushing to do everything. You're rushing to get older and be more of an adult and just drive faster and everything. And it's all about how one day you'll realize that you don't want everything to speed by. And I think that's such a great message. The Warren Treaty released their latest album, Lover's Game, and I adore these two. I think they are absolutely incredible, taking us all by storm, not just country music, but every genre. It's a 10-track album, so it's short and sweet, but you know me, I'm a sucker for a title track, so I'm telling you, you have to listen to that. 
Also love yesterday's burn and dumb luck, but honestly, each track is perfection. So make sure you listen to this one. It's another must listen for the week. Willie Jones released a new track titled No Tellin, and this one is super fun. For me, it's definitely on the pop R&B side of country music, which is a sweet spot for me. And per usual, this song is such a jam. He always brings the heat, and this one is no exception. Gary Pratt explores what it means to be country in Till Your Boots Are Dirty. And this song gives me totally early 2000s vibes. And I am here for it. But he lists all the ways to say that, you know, you're not really country until you've done X, Y, and Z. Another fun one to listen to this week. Kelsey Hickman compares lust to addiction in punk rock inspired new single novocaine and this is a side of country music that i feel like we don't see a lot in this day and age you know there's a lot of hip-hop r&b and pop influences happening now and of course those classic country tunes but i feel like we don't get to hear the rock or even punk influenced songs a lot so this one is really refreshing to hear and it's a lot of fun there is a lot of insane guitar moments on this song and it's just another really great up-and-coming artist to watch out for logan mize released his new track bloodline and it is all about picture perfect small town usa and what it means to grow up in a place like that Really great track and definitely another one I could see being really good on radio. Griffin Palmer released his new single, 25 to Life, and I absolutely adore this track. I think this is what country music is all about. It's storytelling at its finest and hearing the title 25 to life you might think that this song somehow had to do something with prison but it doesn't it's about meeting that person that special someone that you want to spend you know the next 25 plus years of your life with and i just think it's a really cool play on words and he is definitely an artist to watch out for our favorite country trio, Track 45, gets angsty on new single, Hate Me, and I love this one. It's about that someone who just will not get out of your life. They keep pushing themselves back in, and you just wish that they would one day wake up and hate you suddenly so they'd finally leave you alone. The harmonies on it are, of course, perfection per usual. Another great one to add to your playlist for the week. David Tucker revisits and reflects on his growth from a near-death experience in new track Water It Down. It's also paired with an extremely powerful video that I highly suggest you watch so you can get a full feel for what the song actually means. And also, I'm really loving this artist's voice. I think it has a super interesting quality to it. And I mean this with the utmost respect. It's kind of giving me boy band vibes. And I mean that in the best way because we all know that boy band singers have fantastic voices. So definitely another great one to listen to this week.
Landon Parker just released the latest soon-to-be viral daddy-daughter dance song at weddings titled Baby Girl. It is sweet beyond words and it will put you in your feels. Make sure you check it out. We're kicking off the week by being at CRS. You better believe we will have all the details for you on that, so stay tuned for more. We have some very special guests for this week's episode. Our very own Bobby Dixon sets down with the War Hippies to discuss all things music and what's coming up for them this year. You can hear that all here now. So to kick things off, we have to ask about the name War and Hippies. I mean, one word I like a lot more than the other one, but how did you guys meet? I mean, you both have been so successful on your own. So kind of walk me through how you guys came to be War Hippies. Uh, the actual, <clears throat> the name War Hippies was um, Scott's idea. Oh, really? He had, uh, he'd done an interview uh, a, f a few years before, um, and uh, they kind of, the, the title of the uh, article was Self-Proclaimed War Hippie, uh, Scooter Brown. And so we were, um, I just went down to fill in for a show with him. Uh, we had just, we had met during, uh, I think, 2021 or during COVID, uh, either 2020 or 2021. And um, we were heading back from a show uh, where Scooter Brown Band was opening for Tracy Lawrence. And him and I were just driving back in the um in the uh, in the sprinter van, and he looks over at me. He's man, I got this idea. For I've always wanted to have a group called War Hippies, but it's got to be another combat veteran, uh, or it won't work. And I, I literally looked at him and I was like, "That sounds dope. Let's do it." <laughs> Sometimes that's how the best partnerships are made. I mean, Scott, was it that easy? It was that easy. Simple as that. Oh my god, I love that. So, from kind of that fun talk in the sprinter van getting into the studio what was that like you know i mean kind of maybe writing songs for yourself now writing songs for a duo what was that process like thank you uh i think it was just it was very natural i mean because i think that we both brought because uh, we're both writers we both brought songs to the table and then uh you know songs like the hangman um were just ideas that we both collaborated on and wrote and um i mean we're sitting on albums worth of material that we've written over the years so like it's kind of we go through things and say hey this is what would be cool for war hippies and we want it to be kind of like a an eclectic uh, bunch of music where like you're not really getting the same thing it's like we kind of have like you know kind of go with some old school country do some like you know more americana kind of sounding whatever you want to call it these days um but yeah i think we did we just like we bring it to the table and we go in and, and Donnie owns a studio in East Nashville. So it's uh, really easy to get studio time. Uh, <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know a guy. Yeah. I'd like to come in at nine o'clock on Friday. Are you free? Yeah. I love yeah. It. That's awesome. But no, it's, um, it's like he said, it's very organic. Um, you know, honestly, you know, even though we just released the record in October, um, before we hit this run of shows, uh, we went in and we've already got 11 more down. We'll probably have we'll probably have a twenty song another twenty song album this year. Oh my They're gosh! Just, we yeah, just like before the summer. Before probably. the summer, we just have them laying around because just for years and years of writing and some of the older Scooter Brown band stuff that I really just you know like make it out alive. That was a 
a tune that I didn't even know he had cut previously on the Scooter Brown when, with the Scooter Brown band. And he was just playing it in the studio. I'm sitting at the console and I turned around and I said, what is that? Yeah. And he's like, I'm like, did you write that? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, well, we're cutting that now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. I, did you write that? Oh man, I hate it. Stop playing. <laughs> I usually don't say anything if I don't like it. Oh my God. I love that. Well, it's good that, you know what I mean? It was easy to get, uh, you know what I mean? Some production time and some studio time because you guys have a lot of music coming. But I think one of my favorite things about you guys is that you guys are both combat veterans. So first of all, thank you for your service. But was music something that was always kind of integrated or was that kind of a coping mechanism for you got for your guys throughout your years of service? It's, it's completely different for the both of us. Um, I was a, I was, I grew up, um, and this sounds weird coming from my mouth, but, um, I was a prodigy violinist. I've been playing since I was 10. I got a, I had a full scholarship to college. Um, and, uh, so I was at Miami university, uh, in Oxford, Ohio on a full violin scholarship, uh, mm -hmm. when the towers went down and I actually went to the Dean of students and gave my scholarship back and joined the army. Oh my gosh. So yeah. So for you, music has always been deeply personal and I think did it do you feel like it got even more personal or maybe the meaning behind you creating music changed once you decided to join 100 percent the uh the, I will say this and 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 Scott's going to tell his his side of it but one thing I can say about my military experience is you know it's 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 a million dollar experience you wouldn't pay a dollar for um but I think if I wouldn't have gone to combat like I, I, I might have burnt out might have gone into something different and I 100% wouldn't have become a songwriter uh, because the deep reflection of, of being in the military and facing those those scenarios is really what um, started making me listen to the lyrics of songs and really like oh wow there's a whole lot more to this than just being a great musician yeah I love so that. it opened that up you know, on there it goes. <laughs> I cannot get these darn vinyls to stay on the wall. Sorry, <laughs> awesome. don't tell her, don't tell her. Um, yeah, I uh, I honestly never played music at all. Um, growing up through high school, I've always been really attracted to music. Music's always spoke to me. Um, I did, you know, I was I grew up in Colorado and I was on the high school rodeo team and uh. So I like, uh, I really love like Western poetry and I would actually write like a lot of Western poetry. I just didn't tell anybody I was doing it. Uh, so writing started coming to me and when I was in the Marine Corps and I was probably about 19 years old when I met a guy with a guitar and was like, man, I, I've always wanted to learn that. And so I started teaching myself in the Marine Corps and I became obsessed with it. Uh, my goal was to be a Marine for 20 years and retire from that, move on to something else. And uh, when I really dove into to music and writing, I just started thinking like, especially coming back from combat, you kind of have a different uh, look on life and just how precious life is in general. And uh, I started thinking, I was like, man, I don't, I don't want to ever wonder if I could have done something with this. Um, I became a Marine, which was really special to me, uh, but it was, I knew there was time to move on. So I ended up moving down to Texas um, and was in the Texas scene for a while. Uh, started out with the, you know, Cody Johnson and uh, uh, Josh Ward and, you know, a lot of those guys. And, uh, and I've been in Nashville for seven years uh, by getting lucky and uh, getting on with uh, Charlie Daniels and his camp uh, pulling, pulling me in. So, and then 
you know, meeting Donnie, you know, after COVID with the, you know, being uh, shut down from being able to make a living, it was kind of like, kind of lost yeah. all that momentum that we had built up. And I just wanted to do something different and be creative. And when Donnie and I met, it just was serendipitous. It just kind of hit together. And it was like, oh man, this is really cool. Yeah. And uh, it's totally you really different. took the word right out of my mouth because my next question are just like, I was like, how serendipitous that both of you met. I mean, such similar backgrounds. Yeah. So I'm glad you think so too. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's, and it's been, it's been awesome. It's, and it's for me, I, I, when, it, when it comes to your question, as far as like music and the coping factor of that, you know, I never realized it until a few years ago because I've always kind of thought like, uh, I've always taken com like my combat experience pretty well. Um, but I always thought that it's just because I was, you know, was like, everybody's different, you know, you line three people up and slap them all. And you're going to have a different reaction. I one of them. <laughs> and, uh, That's for the I next podcast it. episode. We'll just line you all up. Yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, somebody asked me one day, they said, you know, your music is being able to write and have something to work towards and have something to uh, really be engaged in has probably helped you a lot with that. And I don't know why, but it was a light bulb moment. And I'm like, dude, I, I feel like a jerk because I felt like I was just being like, like, no, I'm just a tough guy. But no, really, like I've had this thing to release everything and write about it and pursue something that I love that's kept my mind on something else. So it's definitely, the answer is yes, long way around it. <laughs> I love that. And I love that you are able to bring both of your experiences into one just kind of country music offering, which brings me to my next question. I grew up in the era of country music duos from Brooks and Dunn, you know what I mean? On and on and on. And now you guys, and I feel like they're really making a comeback. So why do you think it's so important for country music duos to make a comeback this year? Um, because they're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think there's really, uh, you know, nothing against anything. I mean, but, um, we have, we have a, a ton of solo artists, um, that, that just use hired musicians or a band and it's just a solo artist type of thing. And I think the, the, the story aspect of what, of, of Scott and I's lives and then the combination of our music coming back is really what, um, uh, is, is really special. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, like, like you said, Brooks and Dunn, I mean, you know, they're both fantastic, but together it's perfect, you know, and that's, and that's really what it, that's really what it feels like. And I think that's, uh, um, it's healthy. And I think it's, uh, I think there's a place for it. And I think the lane is wide open. It seems to be working. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why I ask you is I feel like the lane is wide open and I feel like you guys are able just to kind of make, of it what you want and make it your own and make that stamp now while it's kind of your your disneyland almost <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, think, I think the one thing that we found with war hippies is that because it it is a completely different sound like the, or the album the live show there's not really anything else out there like it and i think that's the main thing in music in general is trying to figure out a different way to say the same thing that's already been sung about right so I think that that's one of the things that's intriguing about with what we're doing is because here you have these two caveman looking dudes uh, on stage and then you have this beautiful music coming out like in this, the symphony style violin and orchestra um, with 
with tribal drums and an acoustic guitar and two voices. Like it's like at, at first when you tell somebody about it, they're like they can't really get it, but once you see it, it's like okay, I get it. And then all these people are just hooked into yeah. our our fan base so far over the past year is so amazing and, and organic. Um, they're just, they're anything war hippies. I mean, they're just uh, rabid about it. And it's amazing. I love yeah, it. A, truly a blessing. It, it's, it's, it's just, it's awesome. I love it. I think when I listened to the album, when your, your team sent it over, it was just jarring. I think it was like, this is coming out of these two guys. It was like a very, like I had to put it together, but it was so magical. I love that you bring up like drums and symphony and, you know, these kind of Americana-y voices. It really is awesome. But I think the standout for me was killing it. And I think that kind of comes back to this whole idea of like, you can only say something so many times, but we our job is to say it in a different way. So why was that song so deeply personal to the two of you? um well when he first played it um for me uh uh you know i immediately fell in love with it um just it's a it's a beautifully written song um but we have lived that life you know um we aren't i mean we're not we're not youngsters anymore um you know so uh we've we've lived that life we've we've toured i mean i've i've toured the world with 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 my heroes with some of the you know biggest names in country music and i've um, you know, I grew up in classical music, and so I, my my whole life from has has always really been um, on the road like that. And you know, you, you it really is the, the the sentiment of of just everybody always says that they say it all the time. And Scott talks about this from the stage. The people always they, they always say to us, "Man, you guys are killing it." Yeah. And we are we are killing it. It's a lot of fun. We're doing really cool things. I mean, we're down here at Matt Best House. Doing yeah, all types that's of pretty stuff. cool. And he has a bear. I mean, yeah, oh, he's, he's got all types of he, Matt Best has everything. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, but but it really is that sentiment of of when you know when the curtain falls, and I don't have any missed calls, you know, and 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 you just there's there 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 can there can be this foreboding feeling of emptiness, and and uh, you it, and it's about that battle. It's about the the dichotomy of of being on stage and being the deep like at the pinnacle of 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 your adrenaline and and uh in the center of attention and you're signing autographs and you're talking to people and then you got to go back and, and, and then but at the end of the day you're still not you know you're not with your loved ones and you're just on the road yeah i'm sure that's hard but talking about being on the road you guys are going on the road with probably one of my favorite humans ever um i think i was like came into this world to travis tritt according to my mother but who knows? <laughs> So you're going on tour with Travis Tritt. Man, that makes him sound old because I'm going to be 30 next month. So yeah, I did come into this world to Travis Tritt. Um, but talk to me about going on tour with not only such a country music icon, but such a supporter of our armed forces and our veterans. I mean, when I, the past couple of times I've seen him, he goes on this whole like speech about his time overseas and supporting that. So how has that kind of relationship been with you guys both around armed services and then the music? Well, it's, it's, Travis is a great human being, his family, his crew, everybody that is in the trick camp is, is amazing. Uh, I've been lucky to, to have known Travis for quite a while. I did the, um, uh, the USA Network uh, Real Country thing, and I was on T, uh, Team Travis, and I actually met him through Charlie Daniels before that, 
and uh, um, it, it's just been a blessing because we went, we were out on tour with them over the fall um, on the Can't Miss tour with him and Chris Jansen, and uh, it, his fans are just amazing and were so receptive to us. And uh, the fact that Travis liked us enough and what we did on on that tour that he wants to have us back out again and open his his world and his fan base up to us is just it's an honor and a privilege and uh, we don't take it lightly i love it do you each have your own favorite travis trip song i promise not to tell him oh. <laughs> well there's 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 a bunch of them but but uh a great day to be alive is oh, just yeah. uh, i we used to sing that when i was in college and and so it was really funny. We went back to Cincinnati on that tour, and and my college roommates, uh, they they were they were actually cheerleaders with me in Miami too. Oh, no um, I was a college I was a college cheerleader. Very eclectic uh, life, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's done a lot. But the um, but they they were all just like, I mean, it was they were just just nerd. Now they got to come to sound check, and they're like, "You kidding, him, dude!" Yeah. Like perhaps we used to sing it in the house. We're like it's a break. We're just you oh, know crazy. And so it's. It's yep. really kind of, it's, it feels, it feels full circle, if yeah. that makes sense, you know? What about yeah, you? I, would say, I would say, uh, it's hard for me to pick a Travis song. I mean, you know, I don't love you anymore, obviously in the top, but, uh, I love his, his rendition of, um, uh, the Waylon Jennings song, uh, where corn don't grow. It's mm. one of my favorites. Yeah. He played that. So I got to see him when he opened up for Brooks and Dunn. So I'm Chicago based. So when they came through, he played that and it was just him and the guitar. And I think everybody like their jaws were like on the floor. So good choice. Yeah. I'd say this one thing about Travis is that one, people don't realize how great of a guitar player he is. Yeah. And when it's just him and a guitar, it's absolutely, it's, it's like there's two people playing with him sometimes. <laughs> And it's just him and his voice is so strong and it's so identifiable. And I, I do think that's kind of like one of the things that, I think that's another thing why War Hippies is working right now is because, and I'm not knocking anybody, but there's just a lot of stuff that comes out today that sounds like everything else. And it's the same kind of sound, the same voice. Whereas like back in the nineties or, or late eighties, nineties, it was, it was this iconic. Um, everything was vocalist. They were stylists. You like could tell who was who, yeah. Them. Oh. You knew it was Randy Travis. You knew it was Travis Tritt. You knew it was Reba. You knew it was uh, 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 Patty Loveless. You knew it was Clint Black. You know what I mean? Like, and now, like, I hear the radio, and I'm like, I don't know which one it is. Which. I don't know who that is. Well, and you're and not I the only one that thinks that. You know what I mean? My parents have said that to me when they're asking how's work going, or oh, your sister showed us these couple of songs, and they're like, they all kind of sound the same. They're like, do you have anybody that sounds different? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I do actually. So yeah, but I love that you guys are able to make, just be unapologetically yourselves and really make that stamp. Yeah. So you Thank mentioned, you. you're welcome. You mentioned new music. When can we expect new music? What are you excited about? And what's your goal with this new set of songs? Um, well, expect it in, uh, I mean, probably summertime or late spring. Late spring, um, we'll probably start. We'll probably drop a single, single or two before the album. Yeah, there'll be a single probably by April. Perfect. Um, and then uh, we'll just we'll just kind of keep going. Um, as far as um, goals, I mean, obviously to um, just to to um, give people uh, you know what they want, and 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 hopefully uh, provide another set of uh, 
uh, of songs that people fall in love with and want to come watch us play. And, you know, we'll have some more kind of rowdy, upbeat stuff on this because the first the first record was was definitely more emotional. Yeah, um, I would say that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was definitely melancholy. Yeah. We know that. yeah, we know that. Okay. Yeah, we, hey, yeah. own it, right? Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. Well, I mean, we got enough songs about beer and trucks. I mean, um, who doesn't? Who doesn't <laughs> a time and a place. A time and a place. <laughs> exactly. I love um, that. So, before we wrap everything up, we always love to play a quick fire game, but I always preface it with "take as much time as you need." <laughs> okay. So, what is a go-to snack for you guys? Beef jerky. Ooh. <laughs> Okay, I take it. Have you been to Bucky's and their wall of jerky? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Okay, you're like amateur hour, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> you're like I actually. Have Bucky's is like, he's I'm, eating beef I'm jerky not, right I'm now. I'm on beef jerky right now. I think this so, is like something. I love yeah, it. Like, we have, my family has hunting land in Central Illinois, so my uncles every year make venison jerky and bring it. Oh, to oh yeah. Family occasions or whatever. It's definitely my favorite. So a plus for the jerky comment. Um, this one's kind of loaded, but what song do you guys wish you had written? Oh, Man in the Mirror. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> kind of out there, but good choice. <laughs> Pat, what about you? Uh, happy Birthday. Yep. <laughs> All the royalties would be rolling in from that one. <laughs> Such a good question. Well, I think so, that since we did uh, uh, the that cover of Wicked Games by Chris Isaac, that's yeah. the song that I've written. Oh, such a good song. So such a good song. you guys have had lots of fun moments touring. Is there a standout moment from all of your touring travels? Uh, for me, uh, when we first started, uh, uh, David Corlew, who's Charlie Daniels' best friend, came into my studio and was sitting down on the couch and he asked if I, it was if Scott, if Scott and I would come and uh, Scott would sing, um, the South's going to do it again. And um, I think Trudy and, and if I would um, play the fiddle and, uh, and do uh, the devil went down to Georgia. Um, so I did the South's going to do it again. The devil went down to Georgia and we did Trudy together um, oh. with the Charlie Daniels band at Bridgestone arena. <laughs> that's hard to I'm, beat. I'm, I'm like oh and it was the first one after he passed away so i was it was crazy yeah we were basically fill, filling the shoes for charlie for that for the last volunteer jam and uh yeah that was that was a good it was crazy was oh my gosh so my next question usually when i uh interview solo artists i say dream duet but you guys already naturally are a duet so what's your dream collab who would you guys love to work with Oh, like uh, dead that or is, alive, even I'll throw that, that is so that is so hard. Yeah, because we do have we have thoughts of actually doing an entire album of just collabing with other people. From do all that. I love that idea. I think that is such a fun idea. There's so many people that we'd love to work with. Um, uh, I would love to work with like Dolly Parton, and you know, like I just uh, you know, just a, a legend, iconic, you know, okay. things like that. Reba. <laughs> I'm a, I used to clean the house and listen to uh, all the female country music, Patsy Cline and Wyatt the Judds and Winona and, and uh, Trisha Yearwood and all that stuff. I, me and my mom would be cleaning the house on Saturday and we'd be running around, you know, that boy's just a walk away. Joe. 
you know? Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing better than nineties female country. I mean, that's, that's what I grew up on. I have my stack of vinyls next to me that won't stick to the wall, but I got tons of, tons of nineties females in here. So you guys have had really long, successful careers. Is, do you have any standout advice or what's some of the best advice you guys have gotten? Don't quit. Yeah. I mean, it, it's We're short, but it's, it's simple. Yeah. Don't, don't give up. Don't quit. You have to fail to succeed. Yeah. Don't quit. Just keep going. You're going to, you're going to keep getting better. You're going to keep learning and do, and opportunities are always going to come because God is always going to provide them. I yeah. love it. So yeah. this is super loaded and this is why I put it last because I give you guys as much time as you need. Favorite country song go. Hmm. That's so hard. I mean, it's up there with like forever and ever, amen. Yep. Honestly, I I, I have to go back to Promises by Randy Travis. We oh. covered that. the one that we covered. Like <laughs> I I went to bed listening to that old eight by ten album almost every night, and that's always a song that has never left me. There's songs where you're like, oh, I forgot about that song, yeah. but that song has never left me. It's always been in my head. Uh, I mean, that's just one of so many, but so, I, that's so the many. one I got to go with. Yeah. So it's, it's so many for me too. I, I don't know that I could, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of that because we, we, we would uh, vacation down to Gatlinburg uh, okay. and, and I just remember, and we also went to Houston, Texas uh, and we just, you know, we would drive in the station wagon and that record just played with me and my brothers and my mom and dad in the car for just over and over and over again we just always just put it on so it's but i don't know it's so hard i got i mean you know there's so many charlie daniels songs there's so many uh george you know, jones george song. jones oh, God, yeah george, george Strait. i mean that chris song christopherson. chris christopherson that song run is oh, this okay. huge... that is my number one so whatever i always run? wait to see if somebody will mention it run <laughs> is my all-time favorite country song. And then my sleeper is Hard Rock Bottom of Your Heart, Randy Travis. Cause that's oh, a winner. Okay. It's oh, like yeah. my friends and I will just like send back 90s country songs, like the old like sleeper songs, and we'll try to trick one another. Have you heard this one? Have you heard this one? Have you heard this one? <laughs> I often win. So I'm very, very proud of myself for that one. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. And Scott, super random question for you. Um, do you play at a church in Nashville? No. Okay. But... Have you been told that there is a gentleman that looks exactly like you that plays at a church in Nashville? He's our drummer. No way! <laughs> His name's Paul. His name's Paul. And he, oh he's about my height, long brown hair. And actually, one of the hats that he wears on stage, I gave it to him. I could have, I was in town over Halloween weekend. We did stuff with Carly Pierce at the Ryman and my girlfriend that I stayed with took me to church on Sunday before I left and I could have sworn it was you. So I had to was, ask. Was it, was it at cross point? It was. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I was nudging my friend. I'm like, I think I know who that is. She's like, you should go up and ask. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent sure. So now I know it's not you. So I'll just go up to him and embarrass him and be like, I know. But, who but it's are. funny that he's actually our, our drummer for war hippies. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. He was, just, he, he shows up in pictures. He was just with us. Yeah, his oh name's Paul God. Gehring. 
Too funny. Well, guys, thank you so much. Super excited. Hopefully you guys will come tour somewhere around Chicago and I'll pack up my family and we'll come see y'all. That would be so fun. Yeah, we Absolutely. love, we love Chicago. Know. Absolutely. Well, come, we, we have lots of big music fans here, so we'd love to have you and enjoy the rest of your day, guys. All right. Uh, thank thanks. you so much. Awesome. Thanks, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye. And before I officially sign off, you know we have to talk about video of the week. Video of the week. This week's video is Miranda Lambert performing Geraldine live from the 56th Annual CMA Awards. And per usual, Miranda slays. She always takes the stage by storm and never disappoints. You're going to want to watch this one on repeat. That's all the country news I have for you this week. Visit allcountrynews.com for more news and content from your favorite artists. I'm Rebecca Porter, signing off for All Country News. My name is Rebecca Porter. I run Women of Country Edits and Marin's Girls on Instagram. Both seek to celebrate women in the music industry and all things girl power. Thanks for listening. The All Country News Podcast is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45 who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club where you just might get a huge surprise from one of your favorite artists on your birthday. Subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter to get all the news you just heard in this podcast even earlier, delivered straight to your inbox. And check out a new episode every Tuesday right here. All Country News.